Welcome back to Bat Rankings. Come for Batman, but stay for Anthony! I'm your head scientist, Ben Creighton, and with me as always... Hi there, I'm Kenny Wendorski. It's been... A, actually, only a week this time. Less yeah, than a week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, we're getting back on track. It's been a fun-filled week, though. Yeah, uh, yeah. We went to a 311 concert. That's right. Thank you for being my date. Yes, um, yeah. Kenny <laughs> texted me up, let me know, sort of last minute, like, hey, I got this extra ticket. Yes, please. Uh, My mother-in-law always wins uh, free tickets. So it's, it's, we've been to 311. We've been to Incubus. She keeps getting them and it's always right around this time of the year. Uh, This isn't the only time when she lived in Utah, she would get uh, tickets for the Utah jazz basketball up there. Okay. She's always, uh, she's won tons of tickets when uh, Sarah and her sister were much younger. They went to Backstreet Boys and <laughs> I think uh, Elton John concert. They've been to a lot of concerts and it's all because Shannon enters these things and lo and behold, four tickets. So, uh, and Sarah's not the biggest 311 fan. So I had an extra ticket and I was like, Hey Ben, want to be my date? <laughs> Well, I I'm, I don't know if I'm the biggest 311 fan only because I was there with two or three people that I would consider the biggest 311 yeah, fan. We, uh, I like them a lot, and they are an amazing live band. They are, they, yeah. If you can see them live, do it. I know they 311 isn't really the band that is like the most popular band out there, but if you see them live, I think it'll change your mind because they they put on a hell of a show. Yeah, there, there are definitely, there have been bands that I've liked in the studio, and then I go see them live, and it's like, eh. Yeah, yeah. 311 is the other way. Like, their yeah. studio stuff is great, but when you go see them live, I mean, they they are a touring band. Yeah, they... And have been for 29 years. 29. Yeah. Uh, they, they're definitely a... I guess they're showmen. That's... Yep. I was telling Sarah, it's like they're a well-oiled machine. They know exactly what to do and at what time to do it. Mm-hmm. And they each have their own in, intricate pieces that kind of together put together this this great spectacle of a show. So thank you for being my date, even though I didn't get to third base with you. <laughs> I tried really hard. But uh, yeah, that was a good time. So thank you, Shannon, for the tickets. Sarah, thank you for watching the kids. Chad, Marcy, thank you for driving. Yeah, uh, got us the chairs. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Uh, good times. Yeah, but today we watched Vendetta. Yep. And oh, I meant to. I meant to do. Oh, I'm bad podcast Ben again. I'm sorry. Oh, I didn't no, do research already. I okay. <laughs> I wanted to find out who did, who did the animation on this one because it was a very pretty episode. That I, was forgot about it um i wasn't actually looking forward to this episode when you pulled it up last time i remembered killer croc is not a villain that i care two shits about yeah he's a villain that is just he's real strong and i never fully understood him apparently he can breathe underwater uh is or, he a mutant or at least hold his breath for because crocodiles can't breathe underwater they just it's like a genetic abnormality, I guess. Yeah. But he doesn't really have an origin. He was just, just born this way. Yes. My mama told me when I was hatched, act like a superstar. So uh, Killer Croc was always kind of uh, subpar to me. I never yeah. cared for his. Okay, I found it. I'm good podcast Ben again. Yay! It's okay. Yeah, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> this was Spectrum. Oh, okay. We know yeah. them. Yeah, they did... Um... They did On Leather Wings, Heart uh-huh. of Ice. Yep. Yeah, these are the, the the guys who went out of business for being too good yes. at their job. And uh, <laughs> once again, I was that was 
we were sitting and uh, I don't think we said a single word the whole time. Yeah. And then it just kind of occurred to me how how glued to the TV we were. I was like, this is really good animation. Yeah, the, the lighting's spectacular. There's a yeah. lot of a lot of scenes in the dark, lots of scenes in the rain. Uh, yeah. Very atmospheric. Yeah. And yeah, I'm I'm with you. This was a kind of I mean, folks who listen to the last episode know I was like, I sort of remember some underwater stuff. Yeah. But yeah, this was not an episode that I had very strong memories of. But we open up on some a police boat transporting a prisoner we later find out from Stonegate Penitentiary, mm-hmm. which fans of Batman lore will know is on an island, hence yep. the boat. Yep. Uh, back to mainland Gotham, he's going to testify against Rupert Thorne. Yep, Thorne again. Every rose has its thorn. Yep, yeah, this is... Uh, <laughs> we, we saw him in Two-Face, we saw him in... Clayface, right? Uh, oh, no, that was Daggett. That was Daggett, yeah. He, he showed up in an episode uh, after It's never too late. That's the one, yeah, yeah. There we go. So he's still still a slippery boy. Yep. Everybody pretty know, pretty much knows this man is a literal crime lord, and yet nobody's been able to get <laughs> to get it to stick in court. Yeah. He. Um, so they're transporting Spider Conway. Who is going to... Uh, speak about his illegal dealings with uh, Thorn. Yep. And a mysterious figure swims up to the boat, plants a bomb. Yep. The boat explodes. The police, fortunately, are able to to swim to shore, but Spider Conway is missing. Yes. And we go from here to, uh, in Commissioner Gordon's office, he's talking to Bullock, Bullock saying, we got to take you off this case. You are... We don't want internal affairs getting into your business and dragging up ancient history, vaguely alluding to something we don't know what. Right. And Batman is is listening in on this. He winds up checking out the dock where the boat set out from mm-hmm. and finds a toothpick. And of course, the only person <laughs> who uses toothpicks is Bullock. <laughs> yes. So Batman's very suspicious. That's his uh, calling card. Um, every time he's drawn, Bullock's always got a toothpick in his mouth. Yeah. In fact, earlier, he does flick a toothpick. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. sure. And, and we find out that Bullock was suspected of accepting bribes from Thorn, mm-hmm. And so there's concern that he might have planted the bomb to prevent uh, Spider Conway from testifying, when testifying against Thorn from putting a finger on Bullock. Right. Now, did you notice that uh, Batman goes through the files to find mm-hmm. Bullock's file? One yes. of the files, and it goes alphabetical, mm-hmm. there was an N. Bates. I'm thinking Norman Bates. Norman Bates? Oh, <laughs> I didn't even think about that. <laughs> No, no, I did not notice that. <laughs> but yeah, Batman, yeah, he finds all this out by by stealing Bullock's file from the police headquarters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you see Bullock going in after him for the file, which you might think, like, is he trying to cover something up? What's? Right. I'm never entirely sure what he's doing there, to be honest. Uh, you know, I was thinking the same thing. He wanted his file to take it out of, you know, the, yeah. the headquarters to hide it. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Batman, we, we get a quick scene of Spider Conway in a cave. A menacing figure comes toward him and he's freaking out. You, it can't be. Right. And then we go back to Batman. Uh, he has tracked down Thorn to Thorn is working in a rooftop greenhouse. Yeah. 
Batman takes him <laughs> takes him on a little swinging tour of the city, yes. torturing, you know, hitting him up for information. This is I feel like at this point in the show, Batman He's kind of bounced back and forth the tone that he's going to be in. At this point, he's pretty much settled. This is the version of Batman we've got. Yeah. He's not super grim and gritty, but he has no trouble just abducting somebody and subjecting them them to some psychological (laughs) torture in the name of interrogation. I wouldn't say it's as gruesome, not gruesome, but as shocking as the jet scene in Clayface where he's... uh, Basically dragging a guy across the uh, the bay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with his arm, um, but yeah, uh, he this is his way to get information out of Thorn. Yep, and Thorn Thorn sticks to his story. That Conway guy, because Batman is thinking Thorn might have been the one to try to take out Conway, and Thorn says he's got nothing on me. He can say whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. I've got nothing to hide. And he sticks to that all the way through. Batman finally lets him go, pieces yep. out. And meanwhile, a figure dressed as Bullock shows up at the police station and asks to see a prisoner called Joey the Snail. And he is, yeah, he's dressed head to toe in Bullock's, uh, the yeah. way his character is drawn. Yeah, overcoat, fedora, yeah. But tie. Dripping wet. He's got water like he's been out in the rain. And his, his face is entirely in shadow. All we see are yellow eyes. Yeah. And as if this weren't enough to, to clue you in, I think the voice actor did a fantastic job because it does take a second. He does a pretty good impersonation of Bullock's voice. Yeah. But it is clearly a different actor doing an impersonation. And the police officer is like, well, I got to check just to make sure this is, you know, kosher. And before he can do it, he slammed against the wall. Yep. And- knocked out, unconscious. And the audience knows by this point because you see the figure's hand and it is gray and mottled. We'll later find out its scales. Yes. But from this point on, the audience knows this is not Bullock. This is, even if you don't know who Killer Croc is, you know this is something else. Yeah. So Bullock is then arrested for breaking Joey the Snail for kidnapping and then that's uh, that's when Batman, in the course of his investigation, finds a scale mm-hmm. in the wreckage of the exploded police boat. Uh, takes that, starts examining it. And here comes Alfred, you know, doing what Alfred do, which yep. is bringing him some soup. French onion soup. Yes. I, I made a note of that in my head because <laughs> I used to serve French onion soup. Typically, our French onion soup had a, a piece of bread on top with melted Gruyere cheese. No strychnine. But I added just a pinch of vanilla. And sprinkled with a little bit of uh, parsley on top. But his did not. No, I'm, I'm thinking <laughs> Alfred just... Here's the thing. Alfred's being his usual sassy self, yep. saying, yeah, just in case, you know, you let this one go cold again. My theory is Alfred just dumped a can of Campbell's yeah. into there. <laughs> he knows it's not going to get eaten. But he's very proud of his soup, and he says, hey, don't let this get cold, and none of this microwavable crock that you do. <laughs> Alfred, you're beautiful. <laughs> Get it? It's a crock. Oh, dial. <laughs> if yeah, if if Alfred had 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 brought him a sundial, yes. would that have uh, would he have put 
<laughs> Put the two together. Yes. But but since it's still the mid-90s. And there is no Google. No Google yet. I don't think Yahoo was even a thing yet. You have to go to the only place where information about animals is. Ocean World. Ocean World, not SeaWorld. Nope. That's nope. a copyright. Yes. <laughs> Trademark. Don't want to pay for that. Nope. So <laughs> we learn about the habitat of crocodiles and Bruce Wayne, because he's obviously not going to go as Batman. Yep. He's learning about their subterranean uh, underwater, underwater caves, caves where they make their lair. And so just decides to explore Gotham Bay in his bat sub <laughs> until he randomly stumbles across an underwater cave. Now, he does do something that I always thought was pretty, pretty nifty. He mm. pushes a button. His bat boat is now a submarine, but mm. it fills up with water, but he's got a breathing mask on. And then that's how he exits his bat boat. I always thought that was pretty cool. And that's an interesting, interesting way for him to go from a submarine to, you know, getting out and investigating. So, yep. so he, he goes in there, he finds the two kidnapped criminals. I don't, do these guys count as mooks? For I don't the think purposes so. Of these this are not mooks because they are, they're not there to help a main villain. Okay. So I don't think they count as hired goons. All right. Yes. I will agree with that. <laughs> so I dare say this episode, devoid of mooks. There are a few mooks working for Rupert Thorne. Oh, well, okay. But all they really do is come out, point Tommy guns at yeah. Batman. I don't know that we get enough of them. No. To fa- for those of you who might be listening for the first time, <laughs> there are so many mooks in this show, and we like to rate them on what we call the Anthony scale. Yes, a long time ago, there was an episode involving Scarecrow, and one of the hired goons, or mooks, yes. was called Anthony. Anthony! And he is the gold standard by which all <laughs> others are judged. Who, me? And so uh, <laughs> Batman frees hired goons yep. and out from the water appears this ginormous creature called yep. Killer Croc. Yep. Gives, a, gives us a little exposition. I've got the strength of a crocodile. Yep. And they have a little fight. Uh, looks like Batman's going to get drowned, but of course not. He's Batman. Yeah, but we are left to suffer through an entire commercial break, or at least we were <laughs> back in the day. In this case, we got to fade to black, fade back up, and then bite, Batman fights him off. Yeah. Uh, the, the two people that were kidnapped, they escape with breathing tubes. Batman jumps in to uh, essentially take them into custody, but it's underwater. Yep. And it's a pretty good scene. They're, yeah. they're swimming outside. They almost get out of the tunnel. And then you see them get yanked back. And yeah. then Batman emerges with them. <laughs> I love a, a good off-screen yeah. subduing of a mook. <laughs> uh, Killer Croc jumps into the water, uh, but he can't find him. Yep. Yeah. They've escaped. And Damn. I, yep. So Batman resolves to take Croc in. Bullock's been being let out of jail. I'm not sure if he's been cleared at this point with the testimony of the two crooks. Right. Or if he's just out on bail. But regardless, he is leaving jail. And Croc meets him in his... He's been hiding in his car. And he... (laughs) And he threatens Bullock as they're driving away. And then who else is in the car, Ben? But Batman is. (laughs) So they've all been hiding in this car. Yep. So yeah, turns out turns out Bullock was the one who originally put Croc away for some unspecified minor crime. Yeah. And Croc's been in jail, he escaped through the sewers, and now he's out to get his revenge on Bullock, who took him in, and the two stool pigeons who testified against him. Yes. Apparently the fact that one of them may also have something on Thorn is just a sheer coincidence. Right. Uh car smashes into another car. Uh 
Harvey is knocked unconscious. Yep. No airbag. No. But he's wearing a seatbelt. It's true. Wear Always wear belt. your seatbelts, kids. You should know. Yeah. Speaking from experience here, <laughs> they save lives. Yes. Wear them and buckle up, kids. Yep. But yeah, at this point, the third act is a pretty standard Batman third act. There's a chase that ends up in the sewers. There's a fight scene. Batman whips out a gadget that we haven't seen before. Yeah, he pushes a button and his eyes, like some red uh, filters go over his eyelids. Throws a, uh, I don't know, I guess a flash grenade? Yeah, it's like it takes the form of a little like almost discus. Yeah. It spins as he throws it, but on impact, it's a blinding flash that gives Batman an opening to... Get a couple good licks in on Croc while Croc is stunned. Uh, he wraps his grappling hook around Croc's arm, shoots the grappling hook, which shoots Croc against a wall. And apparently this is a very important load-bearing yes, wall. in the sewer. In the sewer, because <laughs> Croc pulls the grapple out of the brick, pulls the brick out of the wall, and the entire sewer comes crashing down on him. This is some pretty shoddy yes. sewer construction by the sanitation department of fair Gotham. <laughs> I've got to say, uh, Batman comes out of the sewer. Harvey is uh, alive and well. He's, re- you know, he's recovered from his accident. Yep. He's got his gun pointed and Batman gives him a little nod and he pulls up from the sewer, killer croc who's unconscious, but breathing. Yep. Batman gives a little speech about how, about how he's sorry that he thought Bullock was guilty and, they may have different ways of enforcing the law. For example, Batman likes to break it by interrogating people and, yes. and kidnapping them without <laughs> warrants. Uh, but they both believe in it, except for Batman, who doesn't. Yes. <laughs> and it ends with Batman watching TV and Harvey Bullock, you know, being freed of all the charges. Yep. And he says he's going to kick some butt. Yep. Going to get out on there, out on the streets and take down all the scum. And, and Batman gives a little smile. And that's it. That's And that's Vendetta. We go to credits. Kenny, did this episode hold up? Shockingly well. Yeah, I agree. It's, I, wow. <laughs> it's, I, I would say it's got its, its ups and its downs. The yeah. visuals, the atmosphere are very cool. The, the plot has some problems. Not everything is pinpointed. And that was yeah. maybe the issue I had with it as a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, it felt like you kind of knew where the story was going, but it was kind of a jumbled mess on how it got there. Yeah, and just certain things like this. This show has done a good job of of writing around the fact that it is a children's cartoon and nobody's allowed to die. Yes. That said, there is no reason, no plausible reason, why Croc should have taken his victims to his lair and kept them there (laughs) with handy breathing masks right there. He should have just killed them. Right. There's no reason they should have been left alive except that kid show can't do that. I guess my issue was you didn't really need the joy, the snail part. I guess you did to incriminate Bullock, but I think you just needed the one person to be kidnapped. I think uh, just spider Conway would have been enough, but then they did a second character. I, you know, but that's just me. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a cool scene, and I, I think I can go with it for that reason. Like, even even knowing, because a, a careful viewer who knows who Killer Croc is, he is visible enough in the scene where he plants the bomb right. that if you know who Killer Croc is, you would go, oh, that is Killer Croc who did that. If you don't know that, <laughs> I I think it's it's quick enough and he's in shadow enough that unless you are super eagle-eyed, you might not know. Yeah. 
So that part was well done, but I think I think we're getting to the point where we should figure out some science. Okay. And figure out exactly how well done it was. Okay, let's do it. All right. All right, you ready? Lab coats on. Lab coats on. Pantses off. Pants off. <laughs> I did notice, by the way, it's been a while since we've had one of these. We gotta give it up. Give it up, give it up, give it up, give it up, give it up. A give it up croc. We got two give it ups in like the first oh, three episodes God. of this. I forgot about the give it up. I, and I really thought it was going to be more of a, of a recurring thing, but we've now got three give it ups. Our give it up counter is at oh, three. Oh God. Thank you for reminding me. I, <laughs> damn. All right. Let me get our random number generator open. We've got 20 episodes currently. Take a deep breath. Two-Face, See No Evil, Cat in the Claw, Beware the Grey Ghost, Heart of Ice, Pretty Poison, The Forgotten, Joker's Favor, Feet of Clay, The Last Laugh, Nothing to Fear, On Leather Wings, Christmas with the Joker, POV, Prophecy of Doom, Be a Clown, It's Never Too Late, The Underdwellers, Hammerman, Nobody's Perfect, and I've Got Batman in My Basement. <laughs> Hammerman, there it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> we'll see if anything can ever take that coveted bottom spot. Yep. Is this episode, Vendetta, better or worse... Then number 13, Christmas with the Joker. I'm going to say better. Yeah. That's a tough one. I, I think Christmas with the Joker might be a little more entertaining, mm -hmm. but I think this has a little more artistic merit to it. Yeah, the animation is just spectacular. The lighting, mm -hmm. the mood, the tone, uh, the voice acting. Yeah, I, very good. You know, oh, by the way, the voice of Harvey Bullock, I looked him up. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've seen Die Hard 2. He's done I've other not. things. <laughs> but there's a character at the very beginning of the movie. It's a cop who is uh, towing John McClane's car away. That's Harvey Bullock. Okay. So there you go. He's always playing a dickhead cop. <laughs> <laughs> I do like in this episode that my understanding is in the comics, Bullock is straight up just a crooked cop. And I think it is more interesting that he is an asshole, but honest. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that's a more fun character for Batman and Gordon to have to deal with. Yeah, it's more complex this way. Yeah. I mean, like Gordon says, he's, you know, yep. not easy to work with. He's even harder to like, but he's a good cop. He's a good cop. Well, you know, except when he's spilling the details of ongoing investigations to the press <laughs> without authorization, that might be kind of a bad cop move. Uh, yeah. But uh, maybe don't do that. Yeah, maybe don't do that, Bullock. <laughs> All right. Is Vendetta better or worse than number seven, The Forgotten? I, I think The Forgotten is better. Uh, yeah, because I think the animation is better for Vendetta. I, I agree. But yeah. I, the music for Forgotten. Yeah, is fantastic. Oh, and we didn't talk about the music for Vendetta. It's it's okay. Yeah. I mean <laughs> I mean, I think it's I think music that called attention to itself would mm -hmm. actually be out of place in this episode, which yes. is a more straight ahead for something where the villain is a crocodile man, it's a pretty straight ahead police procedural almost yeah it, it built mood but uh yeah it, it worked kind of... well together with the animation to to give the atmosphere they wanted yeah that said the forgotten like ultimately that made me care in a way that this this was fun i enjoyed it but it didn't this the stakes didn't feel super high because no, no. yeah we 
we want to find out the answer to this mystery, but that's about it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I agree. Forgotten better. All right. In that case, is this episode better or worse than number eight, Joker's Favor? I think Joker's favor is better. Yeah, I would. I would definitely agree. Yeah, I think that has a. It has more fun, more of a fun factor to yeah. it. I really like the character of Charlie. He yep. is such a for a one-off. He is such a presence. Well, like we said in the Joker's favor episode, it was mm-hmm. a very simple story. Yep, so simple that we summed it up. I think within five minutes. Yeah. Uh, this one, it's kind of complex if i were to have to explain the plot to this someone it might take me <laughs> a little bit i i like the simplicity of joker's favor yeah and and at the end of the day it's a character piece which yeah. i appreciate yeah all right is this episode vendetta better or worse than number 10 the last laugh I'm I'm gonna say Vendetta is better than the last one. I knew laugh. you would. I, I knew know. You. God I know. damn it! Do we have? <laughs> Before we knife fight, I mean, uh, we we can go through this scientifical wise. No, it, I agree. <laughs> God damn it! I agree. You're, you are right. Yeah. Vendetta is better. It's well drawn. Yeah. Uh, the there's, tone. Um, there's no Captain Clown. No I think that's Captain Clown. It's. If there had been just even just one robotic clown, it might have made this even better. But even without it, <laughs> I got a lot of joy out of watching Last Laugh. But watching this one, mm-hmm. I'd forgotten almost everything about it. I gotta be honest. I mean, you and I both we were yeah. dead quiet for twenty two minutes. Yeah, this this like came out of nowhere. Like, oh yeah, yeah, this is oh. a good episode. So mm-hmm. yes. All right. Yes. Then we've only got one more decision to make. Is Vendetta better or worse than number nine, Feet of Clay? And here's where, like, these are two episodes that have some pretty similar strengths. Yeah, both you know, are, the animation. And both the storyline kind of involving being framed. Yeah. Um, I... I think I would still give it to Feet of Clay, if only for the spectacle of it. Yeah. Both of them have plots that are maybe a little over-complex for their own good. I'm going to give it to Feet of Clay just for that horrifying transformation scene mm-hmm. that's done in shadow that still haunts me to this day. Yeah, that, I mean, that's great. Every fight scene between Batman and Clayface is great. Yeah. Whereas... In, in Vendetta, the, the Killer Croc fight scenes are pretty bog standard. Yeah, and there's a lot of creativity done with changing Clayface's character. Um, yeah. His weapons that he can, can make out of his hands. Um, yeah, yeah, I go with the Clayface. All right, well, I am marking it down. Vendetta is our new number 10. No knife fight this no week! No knife fight! Oh, All right. God! Well, let's see if we've got a knife fight in the offing next week. All right. Next week... Is fear of victory okay? All right. So it's it is a scarecrow episode. Yep. And I'm not looking at the Wikipedia page. I'm only looking at the title card. This could be any of about two or three more scarecrow episodes that I know that we have coming. No, I know this one. Okay, <laughs> it's a football one. Okay, I thought it was the football one. Yep. 
So I, I believe we're going to get some more Robin next week. You, you're going to get Robin. And also Scarecrow's character design is different than the first appearance. Man. So nothing to fear. Our third episode. That was a really formative episode for us. Yep. I, I will be interested to see how this second appearance, lo these many weeks later of Scarecrow, comes out. And I will be watching with an eagle eye. <laughs> for the return of one of our most beloved characters, Dear Anthony. I I do remember this. I gotta be honest, buddy. I don't think he's in it. I, I, I think you're right, but I live in hope. <laughs> I live crossed. in hope. <laughs> Kenny, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at Weiske TV on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. And you can find me on Twitter at, at HBI2K or on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Ben Creighton. And I would also like to remind our dear listeners that we're running a special promotion right now. I was afraid you were going to not bring it up. Oh, oh no, we've, we've got to. <laughs> For those of you who listened earlier, this, no, it would have been last week at the time that this came, that this will come out. We've got... We did an episode of Hammerman. We yes. reached our last milestone. And thank you very much for yes. all of your support, everybody. Yes. Everybody who went to anchor.fm slash bat rankings and subscribed and who hit that support button to support us monetarily and everybody who looked us up on Apple Podcasts to give us a five-star review. It's because of you that we tested Hammerman. That's why it's on the list currently <laughs> at number 20. Second to last. And we proposed another experiment. If we can get at least three people to go to anchor.fm slash bat rankings slash message, you will be given the opportunity to record a one minute voice message, which we will receive. It will be played on this podcast. We want you to give us a one minute maximum book report on an episode of Hammerman. Now the episode can be a different episode than yes. the one we watched, which was called Nobody's uh, Perfect. Nobody's Perfect. So yes. feel free, watch something else. But yes, tell us how it changed you. Yes. Did you feel smarter or dumber because of it? Yeah. What were there any dietary changes, metabolism changes, hormonal changes? Y Yes, uh, all of these things. Were can, you able to do more push-ups? Can if you can test your blood both before and after your your blood sugar levels. We want to know. Yes, and if if we can get at least 3 people to do this, we have pledged. Now last time I said, you know, we'll we'll do uh so okay. <laughs> There's a device <laughs> called a Muse that measures your brain waves. Last time I said I'd measure my brain waves well watching an episode of Hammerman against a control of just meditating for 20 minutes. I don't think that's the right control. I think it should be Hammerman versus Batman the Animated Series. Okay. I mean... That's smart because when we finished Hammerman mm -hmm. and then we, we did Batman, it was almost mm -hmm. necessary. Yeah. I think you and I both felt drunk afterwards. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, we needed that Batman yeah. <laughs> to clear our heads. Certainly, I would not have felt okay driving. Yeah. Without that Batman, you know, it's it's like having a couple of big glasses of water. Yeah, a cup of coffee. A cup of coffee and letting a couple of hours go yeah, by yeah. before you drive. You just, you know, <laughs> if you're not sure if you can drive, yes. just, just don't drive. You'll still have the taste of Hammerman in your mouth. Yeah. So if you get pulled over, you might, you know, not want to do the breathalyzer because you'll still have that Hammerman. But take a moment of break. 
Watch a little Batman. I think this yes. is smart. This is a really good idea. Yeah, that's our PSA. Yes. Don't drink don't drink or watch Hammerman and drive. <laughs> so <laughs> let us know what you think with your synopsis or review one minutes of ba- of Hammerman. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had fun today. Kenny, we want to do it again next week? I do. This was great. All right, let's do it again next week. Score. <laughs>